Welcome to the podcast arm of the Redeemed Christian Church of God, Peculiar People's Parish, based in Regina, Canada. Our mandate is pursuing His purpose, pronouncing His power, and proclaiming His praise. You can subscribe to our podcast channel today, so you never miss an episode of our podcasts. Be blessed by this teaching. Ancient world ancient world ancient world ever true changing me and changing you we have come with open heart Holy Asians world in Breathe on your word, O Lord, and grant us the heart to receive. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I quickly want to talk to us this morning on what I themed the pathway to perfect peace. The pathway to perfect peace. Could also use the word the roadmap to perfect peace. Uh, because of the limited time we have, just going to take it differently. We preach the message to one another. The scripture says in Isaiah chapter 26, verse 3, it says, Thou will keep in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee. Thou will keep in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee. And of course, from uh, Romans chapter 8, verse 6, reiterates that scripture again by saying, For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. To be spiritually minded is life and peace. So in other words, uh, from the two scriptures we just read, there is a link between the mind and peace. And I submit from these two scriptures, that mind is the medium to experiencing peace. Mind is the medium. If your mind is not calm, every other thing in our system will not be calm. If our mind is not at rest, everything else around us will be in turbulence. Mind is the medium through which the peace of God is experienced. But today we are not just talking about just peace. You know, there are different kinds of peace. Peace here and there, you know, some people have peace organization. Some has um, peace here. Some talks about peace and yet the war. And then, uh, you know, many people say they gather equipment in the time of peace. So, you know, towards the time of war and things like that. There are different kinds of what people call peace. But we are very particular today about God's peace about the peace that comes from God. And of course, the book of John chapter 14, verse 27, says, my peace I live with thee. He said, peace I live with thee first, then my peace I give to you, not as the world give it. My peace I give to you, not as the world give it. And it says, therefore, let not your heart, in other words, your mind, let it not be troubled, neither let it be afraid. So, this scripture shows to us that, you know, the, the symptoms of a troubled mind is fear. 
The symptom of a troubled mind is fear. And any time we see ourselves in fear or in sorrow or in some turbulence within, just know that there is something that is attacking the so-called peace in our surroundings. So when we talk about peace, this month, by God's grace, it's not just about peace. We are, we are talking about perfect peace. Perfect peace. And I took time to you know, look through the scripture and understood why the word perfect. The adjective was not just there to qualify, just to put for, for putting sake. The, 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 in the Hebrew translation or Hebrew text, it actually says that we keep in peace, peace. Double peace. That is peace within, peace without. That we keep in perfect peace. So when we talk about perfect peace, we are referring to peace that is happening within and that's happening without. Have we not seen people that they appear like people of peace, that they are peaceful outside, but what is going on in them is more than war. And yet, that's not peace. They, 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 they depict the symbol of, of or your, you know, symbol of peace. But in their heart, there are a lot of grief. There are a lot of grudges. There are a lot of, uh, you know, aggravation going on. But the Bible says God will keep you and I in perfect peace. That is the peace that happened within us and that happened without us. And uh, this kind of a peace that we're referring to can be experienced only through God. It's like a gift and is given through Christ Jesus. So the Bible tells us that to be carnally minded, don't forget the, top, the topic of the, of the discussion this morning, is pathway or roadmap to perfect peace. So um, the perfect peace is talking about wholesome peace. Peace that is complete, that is whole. Peace that is complete, peace that is sound, that's the kind of peace that comes from God. So, what are the attributes of this peace? These are peace that are not understood by circumstances around. Even you yourself, you accept through the scripture, you'll be wondering, why am I at peace when things are you know, in turbulence? Why am I calm? The scripture tells us about Jesus being in a boat and sleeping. Why the disciples were running Elter Skelter. And the scripture tells us that the boat was already, you know, being, uh, 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 it was sinking. Lots of water was going in. The turbulence was tossing the boat here and there. I was wondering if that was happening in the same boat. Jesus wouldn't have just been sleeping to, you know, for just to fake it. He must have been in a deep sleep. So what was the difference between him and his disciples that were troubled? They have to run to, they run to him and they say, care us not that we perish. Are you not caring about our, our being alive? Why would you just be sleeping? And Jesus woke up and said, ah, you have little faith. Now, first thing that struck me in that scripture is, how can the God of ocean and sea be sleeping in a, in a boat and you think the, the sea will consume him? So it means, it just shows that people don't know or did not know who this Jesus was at that time. They still probably see him as one of his of their colleagues, or see him. I mean, saw him as a prophet or or whatever. But the Son of God, who made sea and oceans, was sleeping and resting because he was in perfect peace. And that is the kind of peace that God wants to give to you and I, even in the midst of turbulence, when things seems not to be working well. The Scripture says, "It is well with my soul," and that settles it. And then when, when the trouble and turbulence are happening everywhere, the scripture says, thou will 
keep in perfect peace whose mind is still on God. So our mind is very critical to experiencing the peace that God has promised. So perfect peace is peace that passes all understanding. And that is confirmed in the book of Philippians chapter 4 verse 7. The peace that passes all understanding. That is, you cannot explain it. You don't even know how it happens. You just find it that way and that is it. That's perfect peace. Now, we talked about perfect peace, the peace that is directly given by God. Jesus says in John 14, 27, I give unto you, not as the world gives. So now let's talk. What are they, how does the world give their own peace? How does the world, or how do the world, or does the world, whichever one, gives their peace? <laughs> how? Have you heard about United Nations Organization? That's one way. One way. They tell you, just come and join NATO, Right? And when you join NATO, you will be in peace, right? These are peace that world give. Is that correct? But if you join NATO and another country that's more powerful, or another uh, alliance <laughs> that is more powerful than NATO comes, that peace will crumble. Do, do we understand? Uh, some countries never believed they could be invaded, but they were invaded. The invasion story I've been told concerning Russia and Ukraine for years. It's been on intelligence, but yet the invasion happened. You know what? They thought they were in peace. The peace that the world gives is fragile. The peace that the world can provide is fragile. Jesus says, that's not the kind of peace I'm giving you. He said, thou we keep in perfect peace, whose mind stayed on thee. The, the, the peace that the world gives is a peace that is dependent on coalition. Coalition of countries and nations or organizations. If one of them accidentally pulls out, like United States pulled out of World Health Organization the other time, we knew what happened. The whole system was shaking because a country pulls out. That peace is not reliable. We talk of fragile, fragile peace. We talk about peace that is not rely, unreliable peace. That's why many people are being given false hope. Tell you because ah, we have this system in place, don't worry, you'll be fine. When COVID 19 hit the whole world, the entire world, see the confusion that all the system we have had before was thrown into. May we not see those kind of systems anymore. Because when you when you come on and you just say over six million people died, do you know what six million is? Human being, not ant. Just passed away, just because of one pandemic. And the World Nation was when, I mean, World Health Organization was one at that time, declared this thing, as, I mean, declared as pandemic. They said, no, they are still taking their time. That's the kind of peace. The world is still studying. They're studying. But we are talking of the Prince of Peace from the book of Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. Prince of Peace knows exactly what to do. John chapter 6, verse 6 says he knows what to do. He's only asking questions just to see the level of knowledge we have. But he already knows what to do about us. So if that kind of a person promises us peace, I think we should look at it a second time. He said, I will give you perfect peace. Now we are talking about roadmap to perfect peace. This is a peace that are given, or this is peace, or peace that is given directly from God. And it comes from God's words. When God's word comes to us, it comes as promise, comes as prophecy, it's also come as principle. And if you understand the, the, the promises of God, as we heard even in first service this morning, all of the promises of God are on some certain premises. There are some things that are required for us to do to unnest the promises that God has made. 
So he said, not as the world gave. This is the peace that I gave unto you. They are derived from studying the word and living in, enjoying the word. No wonder the scripture says in Psalm 119 verse 165, says, abundant peace belongs to those who love your instruction. Nothing can make them stumble. Nothing can make them stumble. Another translation of that same psalm says, Great peace have they which love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. Don't you want that kind of peace? The peace that comes from God. The peace that nothing can stumble. It's the peace that nothing can distort it. The peace that will not make you, uh, can never offend you, cannot make you be offended. This is the kind of peace that comes from God. And of course, the scripture says in 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 2, that grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God. How do we get God's knowledge? By his what? By his word. The scriptures say, faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. So when the knowledge of God comes to us, the scripture tells us that grace and peace will multiply. So peace can continue to grow. You can have peace all around there. And it says, through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord, in the book of 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 2. So grace can multiply, peace can multiply through God's knowledge. And of course, I, I, Psalms 85, verse 8 says, God will speak peace. So peace comes from God. It comes from the word of God. If you love the law of God, if you listen and accept the word that God says to you, the peace of God comes. I'm taking us somewhere. I'm talking about the pathway to perfect peace. The pathway to perfect peace. So the more of the knowledge of the truth we possess, determines the more peace we enjoy. The more of the knowledge of the truth we possess, we give, the, I mean, we also tell us the, the, the more we have that knowledge, the more the peace, the more the peace that we have. The more of God's knowledge, the more the peace that we have. So if you continue to grow in the knowledge of God, you continue to grow in experiencing peace. Now, if somebody's seen roadmap already, you know, that's why I said we're going to preach it to ourselves. I need us to, because time is fast spent and I want to stop in a, in, a, in a short while. But I just want to show us the part. The perfect peace comes from God's words. And the more of God's words that you know, the more of his peace that you enjoy. So therefore, if I want to enjoy more of God's peace, what should I focus at? God's words. Thank you. God's words. It means be friend to your Bible. It means whatever it tells you to do, do it. It means when the Lord gives instruction, follow it. The more of God's words that we sink in, that we accept into us, the more of the peace that we enjoy. And so again, it says, for to be carnally minded in Romans chapter 8 verse 6 is death. To be spiritually minded is life and peace. So if I want to experience life and peace, what should I be mindful of? How should I be mind mindful of myself? True spirituality. Spiritual minded people experience life and and peace. So what does it mean to be carnally minded? Can anybody explain? What does it mean when you say people are carnally minded? Because when you look at someone you say you are too carnal. We use that language sometimes. So what does it mean to say somebody is carnally minded? Flesh. When you talk about flesh, what do we mean? Skin? Okay. Good. Chain. Okay, that's, 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 that's one way people define somebody with scanner. So if you are too, you like gold, you like chains. They, they, 
Love. Okay, what? What are worldly things? What are worldly things? That is from the word. I don't want to be religious about this. What are worldly things? Anything that is taking place of God, how? How? Love. What is love? Lost. Okay, lost. Okay, that's a sin. Big one. Lost. Okay. <laughs> okay, that's fine. Thank you, Ma. Thanks for that contribution. So, what does it mean to be carnally minded? When you don't obey God's words. Okay. What does that mean, Ma? Okay, thank you, ma. Uh, Oshas, please, we can get microphone around so that uh, people joining on the social, I mean, online, those who are worshiping online, can hear those comments. Now, when you don't follow the instructions of God's words, God's instruction says, "Don't do this," and that is what someone says, "I want to do." Thank you, ma. Yeah, thank you, ma. When somebody allows things of this world to take possession or the position of God in their lives, they can also say they are kindly minded. Yes, uh, we have a daddy here wants to say one or two things. Oshas, you can get me a microphone, please. Yeah, you can go ahead, sir, because of time. When you lean on your own understanding. Thank you, thank you very much, sir. And he was basing his uh, assumption or calculation on the scene, the happenings around. Thank you. Yeah, I will take my sister at the back. There's okay, our sister here, our brother here. Please, can somebody give uh, him the microphone? Brother Coyote will speak. And uh, the sister at the back. Sorry, I can't, can't figure out who that is. All right, Brother Coyote, yes. With mere understanding. Hmm, okay, you're using a big word. When you approach us, all issues with your, I will put natural senses. Thank you. God bless you, sir. Yes, ma'am. That's that, could you? Okay. What do you mean? Okay, thank you. When someone lives for themselves, versus living for God. There is nothing that has to do with God in their thought. Hmm. I think there's a portion of the scripture I read this morning that actually mentioned that. That God is not even in their thought at all. They don't think about God. They think about everything else but not God. Okay. Now, when the scripture talks about carnally minded people, you know, from all that we said, when someone leaves Israel, is a Christian, is even having even focus, and it's, 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 you know, it comes to God's presence and all of that. But when every reasoning is done only with physical senses, natural senses, such, such a person is considered as a carnal person. They only judge God by assessment. They say, let's be, let's be logic. I mean, we need to be logical about what we are saying. See, faith is not logical. 
when it comes to faith, faith can even be stupid sometimes. Or how do we explain God says to someone, dip in the river for seven times and you come out and your flesh will be clean. What explains that? What's in that river that will clean? Scientifically, it cannot be proven. There's nothing there. So when somebody comes to you and is saying by science, it's not, there's nothing that cannot be, can, it's impossible. Yes, it's impossible for a man of science. But when it comes to God, everything is possible. So when we are reasoning God with our, with our understanding, with natural senses, the only th- communication we have is through the feeling of the flesh, the taste, the eye, whatever. I see the scripture, we don't walk by sight. We walk by what? By faith. We walk by faith. When you have a little, five loaves and, and two fishes, and you are wondering how will 5,000 people be fed, that's carnality. Jesus says, bring it to me. And then he, he took it, and the Bible says, he looked up to heaven. That didn't mean it was like this. What it means is it connected with the heaven, the source, the true source. Sometimes you look at your salary and you're like, this cannot cover anything because of that I'm not paying my tithe. That's carnality. That's carnality. Why don't you just do God's first and see what happens to the little? If Christ can multiply five loaves and two fishes, how will he not multiply that which is in your hand? That will be enough and there will be a fragment that will be left. I hope we are getting what we are saying. Now, perfect peace comes from us having this understanding of God's words. Knowing what God says in his word. And standing by it. And paying attention to those instructions. And the Bible says you will keep imperfect peace. Whose mind is stayed on thee. Perfect peace is within and without. The peace that is within and without. The God of peace. Sanctify you wholly. Your spirit, your soul, and body be preserved beamless. That's what the scripture says in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23. So God is interested in all aspects of our lives. God is interested when you are moody. God is interested. He wants to know why. When you are happy and excited, God is happy. He's interested. When something is wrong with God, God wants to take care of it. Because he wants you and I to always be in peace within and without. We must trust God enough that there is nothing evil that comes from him. And it's biblical. James chapter 1, is it verse 17? said, every good and perfect gift comes from above. The father of light in whom there is no variableness, no darkness or shadow of turning. So every good gift comes from God. What of bad gifts? No, God is not involved. So don't let anybody tell you God is using sickness to test you. God does not test with evil, the scripture says. Don't let anybody call you come and say, God gives, God take. You see? It's God. No. That, that confession Job made was not from the spirit realm. That was from the canal. Because it was not God that, take, that took. Was it God? No. At least we read the Bible now, we know what happened to Job. That it was not God that was doing all of those things with him. It was the devil. But he thought it was God. Many a times things are coming around us to tamper with our, 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 our peace. And we allow it as believers. Instead of us to take the place of authority and command the hands of the devil to keep off from our things. From our property, from our, from our lives. We say, Maybe God, this is the way God wants it. Just know that if it is evil, it's not God. 
Hallelujah, someone. So, we talked about kingdom joy last month, which is, you know, the joy that comes from the kingdom. We're talking about peace that comes from God, this one. Perfect one, not just, you know, any kind of peace. And I've just given us what those perfect peace means. So, we want to understand there are three things that the Holy Spirit laid in my heart when it comes to us understanding, you know, the journey to perfect peace. You must have peace with three different people. Three. Number one, you must have peace with God. Peace with God is the starting point to having perfect peace in life. Many people will look around and say there is peace everywhere. I believe people who are not Christian, they just, they died in peace. Hmm. Hmm. They even put R.I.P., rest in peace. Hmm. Whoever dies without Jesus in their lives, I'm sorry I don't know what kind of peace we're talking about here. May we not rest in pieces. This perfect peace is the gift that comes from God. So there are three people you must be in peace with. Number one, peace with God. Romans chapter 5 verse 1. It said, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through Christ Jesus. There is always peace. You must find time. You must ensure. This is a decision any man on earth must make. Let's look at the book of John. John chapter 14, verse 1. We're still on peace with God. John chapter 14, verse 1. Uh, Jesus Christ says there that let not your heart be troubled. Believe in me and believe in God and believe in me. But I jumped to verse 6. And Jesus said unto them, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Now, can we read together? Everybody, no man. No man, no woman comes to the Father, to God, except through me. This is the scripture. I am the way. The truth and the life. We must make peace with God. That's Roman, I mean, the book of uh, Romans 5 1 that we read. It said, being justified by faith. So it is by the justification we receive by faith, which we have through Christ, through Jesus Christ, who is the way, the truth, and the life. That is the way to have peace with God. Many people think they can have peace with God through religion. Oh, I will just appease to God. I will just do this, uh, this rites, religious rites. I will make these rituals, and then I will have peace with God. No. One ritual has been made. One rite has been made, and that is the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross of Calvary. If you accept that sacrifice as a gift from the Lord, you have peace with God. Peace with God is important. Because many people think that they, they, all the fake peace or all the peace that the world gives that we have looked into at the beginning of this message, that's all they know and that's all they believe. Some will now take a step further and they have peace because of what religion tells them. See, religion cannot save any man. Jesus is the only way. We must have peace with God. Isaiah chapter 48 verse 22 says, There is no peace, says the Lord, for the wicked. There is no peace. Said the Lord for the wicked. And who are the wicked? Of course, uh, if you look at the book of Psalm chapter 10, I will quickly want to rush through that. You know, we're taking ourselves through a journey. Psalm chapter 10, we'll look at verse 2. Who are the wicked? There's no peace for the wicked. Who are the wicked? Psalm chapter 10, verse 2 said, The wicked 
in his pride, doth persecute the poor. Let them be taken in the, in the devices that they have imagined. For the wicked boasted of his heart, desire, and blessed, I mean, and blessed the conversions whom the Lord abhorred, whom the Lord detests. The wicked, through their pride of his content, through the pride of their countenance, will not seek after God. You see, the scripture telling us those who don't seek after God, these are called the wicked. And God is not in all his thought. Yes, that's the way I read it this morning. God is not in their thought at all. The last thing in their mind is God. When you talk about God, they will look at you with disdain. They say, what are you talking about? They make you feel like you're stupid when you're talking about God. See, God calls them wicked. And he said, every wicked shall be turned to hell. And nations that forsake God. Perfect peace can only come when we are in peace with God. I will jump because of my time. Number two, peace with men. Peace with men. Hebrews chapter 12 verse 14 says, follow peace with how many? Church, let's talk. Follow peace with how many? All men. And holiness. Without which no man shall see the Lord. Peace with men. Have shown us how to have peace with God is through Christ. Not through religion. Not through, I would make this right. I would jump into this water or wear this clothes or pray this way or pray that way. All those ones are what religion gives us. But if you want God, peace with God, you must come through Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Now, number two, peace with men. He says, follow peace with all men. All men. Now, men is not gender you know, discrimination. He's talking about human, human being. Follow peace with all women. Follow peace with your wife. Follow peace with your husband. So, question for us. How do we follow peace? What does it mean to follow peace? Let me put it that way. To what? Forgive in advance. That's what it means to follow peace. Okay, thank you. Yes? Forgive in advance, even before the offense comes. I like that. <laughs> Very good. Yes, how do we follow peace? With men. Yes? We read it. It's, please put Hebrews chapter 12, verse 14, sir. Yes, sir? Thank you. By trying to resolve issues. Time will not permit me today. I like to talk about a man called Zacchaeus. I know Brokhardy mentioned that name when he was here. That short man in the book of Luke chapter 19. Try to resolve issues. Restitution. Follow peace with men. Now, have you ever had a quarrel with someone before and you also find time to even go and apologize? Some people will never apologize in their life. Even to your spouse, they say, ah, forget it now, forget it. Forget it, call. Say it, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Some people, it's difficult for them to open their mouth to say they are sorry. They can never, ever say sorry to somebody else. They feel it's a sign of weakness. Whereas it's a sign of strength. Follow peace with men. And don't be the causer of trouble. Be the finisher. Okay. She said be the finisher of trouble. <laughs> you are not only, when, when you are a finisher of trouble, then you are not following peace with any man. <laughs> we should find a way to follow peace. Let's look at what the scripture says again further in the book of um, Acts chapter 24. 
verse 16. Acts 24, 16. I want us all to read together. Well, before we go into Acts 24, 16, to buttress Hebrew 12, 14, let's look at Romans 12, 18. Romans chapter 12, verse 18. Please let's display that quickly in King James Version. Romans 12, 18. Can we all read together? Uh-huh. Then, live peaceably with all men. Your neighbor, who you are fighting over, just cutting of lawn, who is going to cut you? And we start arguing and arguing. You know, I see some houses, here we have grasses, here we have stone. <laughs> and you're like, what are we doing? My neighbor walked over to me and said, I'm turning the grasses to stone. I don't like the stones. <sighs> if I tell this guy no now, then we'll have like, a, we'll now look like devil. One day, one stone, one. I said, okay, put your stone. And he's asking me for money again for it. <laughs> the scripture says, if it is possible, I know that it's possible to live peaceably with him. I said, okay, let's go ahead. Whatever. Whatever. Unfortunately, we finished all this to the Saudi house. <laughs> and left. Oh, live peaceably. That colleague at work that we have made up our mind, we're not going to say hello to. This is the word of God. Live peaceably. As much as it lies in your hand, if you truly want to have peace without, we must have peace within. That person you see when you see him or her, something in you just provokes and annoyance just comes. Go and meet the person and say to. You know, we easily find peace with God quickly. We pray and we say that's fine. Nobody can know whether you have peace with God truly. But peace with men, ha, that's the most difficult. Some husband and wife, they are not talking. They don't talk. I've told us here, I've seen one before. Eight years, they did not talk and yet they are giving pregnant. They are giving to back to baby. <laughs> I'm like, how? <laughs> no, I'm not kidding. I'm, <laughs> I, I'm not kidding. They, they don't talk yet. They are delivering babies. The wife will text and say, your food is on the table. The husband will respond, I'll finish, come and pack the plate. So I say, okay, what happened to here? How? I'm ready. No, you are not ready. Oh, I don't understand. <laughs> Now, let's put jokes apart. Many couple, many people, married people today, they are not in peace with their spouse. When we can't even live together or enjoy peace together for some five, ten minutes, some will nag and nag and nag and, and nag God out of that man until the devil comes in. They say, Pastor, come and see him. You did not tell me you nagged before he reacted. We need, to, we need to understand that this is the rule, the commandment of the Lord. Let's live in peace. Okay, what is the problem? Can we settle? And when the man says, what is the problem? Women, let's tell them the problem. Don't, don't say, no talk. Silent treatment, they call it. For a whole week. You are not living in peace if we do that. How is do we live in peace? Acts chapter 24, verse 16, the scripture says, And hearing do I exercise myself. Please, let's put it up. Acts 24, 16. Church, can we read together? Go. Do I exercise myself to have always a conscience void of offense towards God and towards man? Void of offense. You are not offended by any. 
You remember that Psalm 119, verse 165. Nothing shall offend them. Somebody walked past you in Walmart, and you thought you know him in PPP. He didn't greet you. Huh? This church self. No. Go back and call your brother. Hello, bro. How are you? Uh, you didn't greet me. But then we will now hold it. Uh, this, this, these people, Ninja, the Ninja people, the Ninja people, they are just forming. Go and solve it in five minutes. We are back to friendship again. Try all your effort that your conscience is not void towards me. As I stand before you and before God, no man on earth, dead or alive, that I have anything against right now. I may have against you tomorrow. <laughs> no one. Because we'll settle it right there. Doesn't mean offense will not come. Luke chapter 15, I think verse 7 or so. Jesus, offense will always come. It's relational. This is word of relationship. You will offend one another one way or the other. But the scripture says, make sure that your conscience is void of offense. First towards God and towards man. Is somebody getting anything this morning? And the other way we can make this is restitution. Things, I mean, getting things right with God and with men. Cleaning up your slate. Clean up the mess. I made the mess. I'm sorry. I'm sorry the way I yelled at you yesterday was not good. I'm sorry. Forgive me. And when they ask for forgiveness, let's forgive. Don't say that was how you did it three months ago. <laughs> Some people have record of offense. And they start bringing it out one after the other. On December 24 at 3.30 p.m., this is what you did. You are not living in peace. Restitution also means restoration of something that is lost or stolen. Take it back to its proper owner. Don't continue to use that television. I defrauded in my company 10 years ago. Please write back to that company and tell them I want to make peace. That's how to have peace with God and with man. Don't let it be in your record. I had an argument with one lady recently uh, at, the, at the airport and one of the uh, uh, attendants. And anyways, call the long story short because I don't have time. The argument was heated and I left. I was right in my own, uh, you know. Then I left, but my spirit would not allow me. It was on Saturday. I missed my flight. The whole thing was canceled and, we went, and then we couldn't go. I just went back home my, with my wife and all of that. But on Sunday after, I wasn't at peace. On Sunday after, I drove back to the airport. And I went back straight to the Hair Canada. I said, I looked around and I saw her. And I went to her and said, I came to say, I'm sorry. She looked and said, what's your name again? I told her my name. She said, oh, sorry, I'm sorry too. I left that place with peace. I didn't do it because I'm pastor or anything. I'm just looking at, I need peace in my heart. You know when your heart is not at peace? You know what happens? God cannot flow through you. The scripture says in Colossians, I believe chapter three, 2 verse 15, it said, let the peace of God be the umpire. Let's, let's check. I, I just want to be sure that. Is it Colossians chapter 2 verse 15 or Colossians chapter 3 verse 15? Is it 2.15 or 3.15? 3.15, thank you. It said, let the peace of God rule in your heart. That rule is umpire, like you're playing tennis game. The person to decide whether he's here or there. When the peace of God comes, it's one of the signal that God is in what you're doing. When the peace of God comes, let that peace be the decider who, wants, who wins the game. 
who wins that shot, like an umpire in a tennis game, let the peace of God rule in your heart. God wants to move in our heart. But if our heart is always cloudy, it's always with fight, with annoyance, with anger, ah, with just let's cause war, 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 ah, God cannot flow through us. He said, thou we keep in perfect peace, whose mind is still on God. Can you bury your ego and apologize? Even where you are not wrong. I've apologized before and I was crying. I know I was not wrong. And I was crying. I didn't do it, but anyways, just forgive me anyways. Just let's move on. Said, ah, but you didn't do it. Why are you crying? I said, because I, do, I, I didn't do it. I said, okay, so why are you apologizing? Because I want God to flow through me. My heart must be tender for God to work with. If our heart is not, it's so callous and rigid, it will break one day. That will keep in perfect peace. And then, conclusively here, Philippians chapter 4, you say, peace with God. We, you know, we're talking of roadmaps or the pathway. And in the book of Philippians chapter 4, just quickly show you that and we pray. Peace with God plus peace with men. Guess what? It means your internal peace. Many people are not at peace today because they are not having peace with men, even though they have made peace with God. Peace with God and peace with men is equivalent to your internal peace. Philippians chapter 4, verse, verse 5. Let's start from verse 5. Please, do we have it? Everyone, we are going to read together as we close. It says, let your moderation, the Lord... Number five, be, I mean number six, be careful for nothing but in everything. Now, look at the roadmap. Be careful for nothing but in everything. Number one? Number two? You know, there are two different things. Prayer is communing with God, it's um, um, fellowshipping. It's not just about asking or making requests, but supplication is pleading and begging. Okay? With supplication uh, uh, and supplication, wait what? Thanksgiving. Look at the roadmap. It said, let your request be made known unto God. Number seven, verse seven, and then which passeth all understanding shall keep your heart and mind through Christ Jesus. Do we see that roadmap already? It flows through it. Be careful for nothing, number one. Don't be anxious about anything. How many of us have been anxious before? Okay, thank you. It's almost like if you are not anxious, you are not human. Do you understand? But in the place of that anxiety, you tell your spirit, calm down, calm down. That day I was saying, though I walk through the valley lows, I'll feel no evil. By the water still my soul. My heart will trust in you. My heart will trust in you. I was having a chat with my sister or baby yesterday. That was the song. I just started singing that song. Woke up in the night. I sang and I sang and I sang. And I... There are times that a song like that comes from the realm of the spirit. And you receive calmness even though the turbulence is still around. 
you walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Lord, I fear no evil. Because of what? You are with me. Roadmap to perfect peace. And I show you the second roadmap. Chapter, verse 8 of the same place. Three go. Everybody, let's read together verse 8. Finally, brethren. Yeah. We're going. Are we, do we have it? Philippians chapter 4 verse 8 now. Finally, brethren. Whatsoever. Whatsoever things are honest. Whatsoever things are just. Whatsoever things are pure. Whatsoever things are lovely. Whatsoever things are of good report. If there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. We go back to where we started from. The mind is the medium to receiving peace. Think on these things. Don't think on the problem. Don't dwell on the problem. Don't stay on the anxiety. Tell your spirit, receive peace, my soul. Calm down. God is in charge. Think on these things. What are those things? Verse 9. Let's read verse 9 together. What are those things? Quickly go. Those things which ye have both learned and received and heard and seen in me do. And the God of peace shall be with you. If God be for us, who can be against us? Let's rise to our feet. I walk through the valleys low, I feel no evil. By the water still my soul, my heart will trust in you. My heart will trust in you. I just want one minute to just pray over that situation that is troubling you. Just bring it before the Lord this morning, my brothers and sisters. Over that situation that is confusing you, that is taking your peace or tampering with your peace. Some of us, it is a letter we receive from a doctor that is causing this problem. Some of us, we are just asking, ah, I know what I left behind. When am I going to make life? When am I going to make things and balance up? You are troubled. Please say it to the Lord this morning. Release it before the Lord this morning. And the peace that passes all understanding will calm your spirit, your heart and mind. I don't know what situation. Is it the marital situation? Where the home is at, you know, on fire? Ask the Lord to this morning, Father, I bring this before you. Please step into this trouble seat. Though I walk in you, though I walk through the valleys, Lord, I feel no evil. By the water, still my soul, my heart will trust in you. My heart will trust in In Jesus' name we pray. Because of our time, I just want to decree over that request we have brought before the Lord now. And I want you to please join me in your faith, believing. But before we do that, if you are in this congregation and you want to give your life to Jesus Christ, it's the only way. Don't let any religion deceive you. It's the only way. Don't let any, any um, uh, intellectual 
whatever, deceive you. Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Father except through him. If you want to give your life to Jesus, I give you an opportunity to raise up your hand as we close our eyes and we will pray together with you. Nobody is interested in looking at anybody. So if you want to give your life to Jesus, please let the hands come up straight so we can know that you are deciding for Jesus and we can pray with you. Is there anyone in this congregation this morning that wants to make peace with God? Peace with God. Anyone among us that wants to make peace with God? Okay, if I don't have anyone, then I pray on the, on the request we have brought before the Lord. My Father, my God, I ask Lord Jesus, you are the Prince of Peace. And I pray that you will step into the turbulence that we are experiencing in every way, any way that have been brought before you today in prayers. You say when we bring this thing in prayers, the peace of God that passes all understanding, we keep our heart and our mind in Christ Jesus. I pray for peace to step into that matter in the name of Jesus Christ. Peace be still in Jesus' name. And I pray for you, now the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in the name of the Lord Jesus that ye may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Ghost. So it is. It is done in Jesus' exalted name we pray. Somebody shout a big hallelujah. Glory to the name of our Lord. We hope you were blessed by that teaching. For further inquiries, please visit our website, www.rccgppp.org. You can also check us on Facebook and on YouTube at rccgpppsk, on Instagram and Twitter at rccgppp. If you are within the city of Regina, Canada, you can join us in person at 1771 Bond Street, S4N, 1X7 for a refreshing time in God's presence.